Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Greg Cody Show with Greg Cody. Pardon it. Here's your host, Greg Cody. Where do we want to start? Well, we just started. Oh, (laughs) what is going on in this town right now? A couple of months ago, we were like, okay, this Panther team, the Dolphins offense is good. The Heatero was kind of in it. But the Marlins and Inter-Miami still stink. At least there's some balance around here. And now the Marlins are the hottest team in baseball, and we have Messi. Like, genuinely... The UM went to the Final Four. What is going on in this town? You know, it, it's been the craziest uh, accumulation of star talent in a short period of time that I can ever remember down here. And, yeah, and but what it, about any city? Give me a time another city had I agree. every single team like in a playoff spot at one time. Yes. Like I know it's, I'm sure yeah. it's happened somewhere, but it's got to be rare. And I'm talking about elite. Star power. Let me let me give a list real quick. The Dolphins add Tyreek Hill, who lives up to all expectations in his first season here. The Panthers add Matthew Kachuk, who you know scores forty goals and leads the team into the Stanley Cup final. The Marlins at the All Star break have a guy chasing a 400, 400 batting average in Luis Arias. Lionel Messi, the 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 god of all goats. And and now the Heat are after Damian Lillard, a, a true whale, and so Jim Laranega. It, crazy, yeah. <laughs> no, he doesn't really fit, but like it's well, just Jim Laranega. You know, he gets another ra- another raise, another uh, contract extension for leading UM into the Final Four. I'm not really sure if I'm buying the Marlins yet. Um, I know that uh, with Lazardo. And you know, yeah. Sandy hasn't even been good. Like I know the rotation is fine, right? But you know, I'm I'm, I'm not sure if I'm sold on this offense yet if Jorge Soler needs to be your second best pl- hitter yeah but I'll take it for now that's the weird one like like I could see like inner Miami that was always a messy rumor like that was always kind of a thing right. the Marlins being good this year is we got to get like Kirk Janon in the coming weeks or something or yeah we should Jeremy Taché maybe but this, yeah. this, this Marlins team is wild yeah but I don't know how good they are and I and I, I don't want to be the guy who says yeah but in the middle of their best First half and I in just did the memory. Butt. Now you're doing you're out butting me because well, I just I'm out, I already, yes yeah I'm out butting you by mentioning uh, they have a negative run differential. They're the they're the best record team that has been outscored. Uh, they're t- they're still tied for twenty second. You know bottom third in run production. But that I don't that, know how they're doing yeah. this well. That run differential has been moving in the other direction though. It was like historically bad. Like two right. months ago, it was like minus 67 or something. And now it's like close to even. So, yeah, if you look at this recent stretch. I mean, I don't know how much value that run differential has, but yeah, it's just I can't believe it. If if, if you'll allow me one more. Yeah, but <laughs> sorry, Marlins. One more. Yeah, but they're one and nine against the Atlanta Braves, the team they need to learn to beat. 
You know, if the, if we just eliminated Jeremy Taché tweeted this. If we just eliminated all the games the Braves and Marlins have played, the Marlins would be ahead of the Braves in the standings. <laughs> okay. This was that. This was as of like as of a couple days ago. Right. Mar- if you just eliminated the games against each other, the Marlins were one game ahead of the Braves, but the Braves were eight games up on the Marlins because the Marlins are one and nine against the Braves yeah. this year. No, it's it's insane. I mean, it's illogical and. Not only that, but in in those ten games where they're one and nine, they've been outscored eighty three to twenty nine. Hey, like most of the games have been routes. So it's ten games they've played. So we probably got two more series against the Braves. So right, we just got to go on a like. It's gonna be hard. Like we need to go four and two the final six games against the Braves. Like there has right. to be some success. But and the Phillies but, are coming too. The Phillies are hot. Like that's why. Like even though the Marlins are in a playoff spot right now, they got the Dodgers behind them. They got the Giants behind them. They got the the Phillies behind them. Like this is yeah. this stretch that they've been on the last month. They need to like do it again the next couple months because this is not going to get and and oh my god, have you seen the Marlins schedule in August? Woo! No, it is brutal. It's like a West Coast trip: San Diego, uh, Giants, Dodgers. Oh, oh, wow. it's, it's it's yeah. So we gotta we gotta stack the wins up now, and Sandy needs to get back. Well, that's just it, and and you know Jazz Chisholm needs to stay healthy, and Sandy needs to. I don't know. Marlon's he... been kind of better without Jazz. The Marlon's well, been a little better, you know. Jazz. But still, he's a talented guy, and I think you need him out there. But you know, the idea that they're doing as well as they have when their Cy Young Award winner is having a shitty season is another remarkable thing about this team skip shoemaker has to be the manager of the year at this point and he's just got to be the most remarkable thing the marlins have done all year so far is getting greg playing so well that greg cody's covering a midseason game that's true greg cody who usually swoops in for opening day and if you make the playoffs (laughs) is actually going to a midseason game you've i mean when this podcast is out you've already gone to it but you're going today yeah I, 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 i went to friday night's game and and wrote a column that will actually be in Sunday's print edition of the Herald if you want to read it. So I appreciate guess, it if you did. You haven't gone or read it, written it yet, but let me guess. Here's the column. How about these fish? That's right. Hey, <laughs> this is a, a news-breaking story because I'm just noticing, because I'm actually going to a game. Yes. How about these fish? This is Jorge Soler. He swings hard. That's right. Who's this yeah. new guy almost batting 400? The yeah. hell's going on? That's exactly what I'm going to write. Thank you for writing my column. There you go. As soon as we're done this podcast recording uh, on a Friday, I'm going to uh, jot down all those notes. But it's weird, by the way, talking sports on the Greg Cody show, because although technically we're a sports podcast, we really don't talk about sports that much. And we're in a slow time right now. This is it. Like we're in this. It should be a slow time, but it isn't because not only because of the Marlins, but mostly because of Lionel Messi. I don't. I don't want to leave this yet because. The Messi countdown is just now ramping up. Uh, this coming, what is the 16th? This coming Friday is the day they're going to roll everybody out. They're going to roll out Messi along with Sergio uh, Busquets and Jordi Alba. They're, they're two former teammates of Messi's. Inter-Miami suddenly is Barcelona East. The, like the team is transformed into Messi Incorporated, which is great. Because, you said the 16th? Uh, the 16th, I That's think. That's a is, Sunday. Yeah. yeah, that's oh yeah, that that's when they're going to roll out. That's going to be the the Inter Miami equivalent of the LeBron James Big Three being unveiled to South Florida. We're gonna we're gonna get to meet Messi and talk to him, and 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 that's when it all starts. And then his first game is on the twenty first. So Messi mania is crazy down here, 
And um, it, and it's a have, global and, story. Yeah. And we have three tickets. So right now, right. if you want to go to the game <laughs> with Greg and I, we are accepting the highest bidder. And yeah, guess yes. what? The money goes right in our pockets. And, that's right. If you think we were going to hold a raffle to, to give you a free ticket, uh-uh. It ain't happening because we think we can get more than $1,000 for a messy ticket right now. I'm going to bleep out what you just said because you're selling us you're selling us short because not only do you get to see Messi's first game, you get to see it with us. So yeah. this, this price could go way higher than you just said. It could so go way higher. You're we, right. If you want if you're interested in paying way too much money to watch the first Messi game right next to my dad and myself, tweet me. <laughs> okay. DM uh, me privately a, a, a crazy amount. I take Zelle and Venmo. You know what? We're we're sort of half kidding here, but it it is an absolute matter of fact. We have a ticket that, for sale. That, no, no, it's a, it's an absolute matter of fact that if you own Inter Miami season tickets right now, the value of them went up exponentially in the past month. I mean, they went from being, "Hey, anybody want a free ticket?" to no, I, I gotta I gotta ask for at least three thousand for this single I ticket to a single game. I couldn't Crazy. give away tickets to these like we were missing a few games a few weeks back before the messy stuff. Right. Like in, around the studio. Like I couldn't give the tickets away. No. Right. They're like Marlins tickets. You know, they as good as the team is doing, they you know, they're still drawing twelve thousand a game. And you sometimes can't give away a Marlins ticket, but now people are banging on the door. Of, uh, of season ticket holders to get tickets to see Messi. Not to see Inter-Miami, to see Messi. I mean, this is Messi's team now. I'm not, not prepared to say it's his town yet, but it is absolutely Messi's team, and and it's electrifying down here. I, I can't even describe it's it. It's not great. that electrifying. Like, I, like, I don't know. Like, it's weird to, it, like, the, <laughs> I, like, until Messi's actually playing a game, like, I get it. It's cool that he's here, but it's not like... Right. You know, you drive down Fort Lauderdale and you just see messy signs everywhere. Like, I wouldn't say, I think you're lying. I don't think it's electric yet. Like, maybe I, it I, will be the first yeah. game. And if, like, the team's in last place right now. Like, I just, right. it, it, you're, you're just being hyperbolic. The team's record matters zero. The fact that they have Lionel Messi is all that matters. And, and when I say it's electrifying down here, I'm talking about the anticipation I'm talking about the ticket demand. But you're making it seem like when I walk into Lester's Diner on a Sunday morning, like the ladies, like, so we got messy. Like, no, like, like, it, like yeah, like the people, like, so, like I just, I don't know. I'm pushing well, back. It's not that yeah, electric you're, yet. You're, uh, you're Mr. Wet Blanket, professional wet blanket Chris Cody. Um, you well, know, you maybe just, well, if, you're also, what's the opposite of a wet blanket? Because you're the guy that just likes to say things like, it's a great time down here right now. We have our party at, it's like that. It's like, no, it's. It, yes, we had we got a good player, but it's not that it's not like everywhere you go and the grocery store. Oh, Messi! Like, oh, you're out to dinner. Oh, can you believe Messi's here? Like, it's 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 not like that yet. Okay, you're, you're well, lying. Okay, you're also not going to stores and restaurants in downtown Miami. Neither where are you. More of, where there's more of an Hispanic population, where people speak Spanish. Keep in mind, Messi's a global brand. He's as big in South America and in Europe as he is anywhere and and the united states that that's one of the weird things about messi going to inter miami is that the idea of messi the biggest star in soccer still um going to inter miami and major league soccer is crazy it's crazy not that late not late in his career it's not david beckham did it ibra ibrahimovic did it okay those guys aren't messi 
Those yeah, guys aren't messy. I'm not saying they're the, the best player, but late, it's not that crazy for a world-class star late in his career to come to America. Like, okay, Messi had, had a chance to stay in Europe. He had a chance to go to Saudi Arabia for about a billion dollars a game. And instead, he's in, in coming to Major League Soccer. He's the biggest star by a lot that Major League Soccer has ever had and, and likely ever will have. I think you're underestimating the global uh, superstardom no, of Lionel Messi. I'm I do. not saying in Little Havana, like it wasn't like it, like what I said, like in their diners around there, I'm sure like a few weeks ago when the news broke, it was being talked about. I'm just saying until right. it really gets going, you just said it's electric around here. Yeah. And, and like until we're talking about it, I haven't heard Messi mentioned around town at all. Okay. I'm so, talking about the anticipation. You know, Plus, you, you just know. like to say party hats. We're, we're having a great time down here. We have our party hats on and we're happy. Look, I talked to, you know, Guillermo, my housekeeper, is a huge Messi fan. That's yes, all he, he talks about. Pablo, my favorite waiter uh, <laughs> from my Italian restaurant, he's the biggest Messi fan. That's all he talks about. There are people excited about Messi right. down here. I talk to them. Right, gigantic, Maybe you don't. No, gigantic soccer fans are excited about it. I, I didn't say they aren't, but you just made it seem like this whole South Florida is a buzz because of Messi, and it's like I don't know if soccer's there yet. Okay, all right. I'll be reporting from his introduction on Sunday the sixteenth, and uh, and and I will make a note of how many hundreds, not dozens, but hundreds of media have come to Miami internationally. Just to see him. Oh, no, it will be huge. That's what I mean. Like, it will be electric. I mean, right. see, it's a semantics thing here. That opening day will be electric. Right. But right now, uh, currently in my house, I'm looking around. Seems pre- <laughs> It's just pretty lame in here right now. I'm not going to lie. Okay. So, so Graceland's not real excited about Messi. Is that, is that your gauge? Your five year old isn't really like, oh, shit. to have a Messi jersey yet. My, or? my neighbor Marco is literally running around nude outside with a Messi flag. There you go. That's all you need. Damn it. But, you know, here's the thing. We have myopia as American sports fans. We're jingoists. We think that if it's not huge in America, it's not huge. But we're reminded otherwise all the time. When Ichiro played for the Marlins, we saw the all of the hundreds of Japanese fans at every game. Uh, when Formula One comes down here, all of a sudden we see 100,000 people, many of them who came from Europe for the race. And and Messi is the same internationally. He is the biggest star going. No, you I know. know. In America, not he's not yet, but internationally, he is. I was more making fun of South Florida and how, outside of diehard soccer fans, I'm not sure how crazy news this is. That's more like I know that right. you don't need to do the whole. I know he's the biggest star in the world, and yeah, like yeah, I know he's no, a Mount and, Rushmore and, and, of all time soccer players. So like, I get it. Everything you're saying is right. I'm just right. saying. I'm not sure if the whole like South Florida is a buzz yet until he's the here. other the other lunacy at play here is that Messi's first game would sell out Hard Rock Stadium a hundred percent. It would sell seventy thousand tickets, and instead, the <laughs> Inter Miami plays in in the suburb of Fort Lauderdale at a, a stadium called Drive Pink Stadium, which seats on a good yeah, day. But- 17,000. That's like Taylor Swift was, playing in, in an Elks Lodge okay, but to that's, put Messi but in this stadium. But you're at it. Okay, well, hey, hey, you just signed up to play for the team that plays at that stadium. I know. 
Like it's, it's just bull crazy, crap. Though. It's bull crap to make Inter Miami not like they like. Hey, Inter Miami, you got Messi. You deserve to have him at your stadium where you get all of the income. I, I couldn't agree more. All right. So but what I am saying is that because they have Messi, not only is their current stadium frightfully too small, the the new stadium they're building is too small if Messi continues to play down here beyond one season. But uh, it, it's nobody's fault. What in, what, what, just drive, what Drive Pink Stadium needs to improve is their security. Because that's oh, what God. I imagine being oh, an issue the first game. Because those Big fences, time. they have like a chain link fence you'd see around like a, a high school. Like it's just a regular fence. Like, like people are going to be really wanting to be part of this game. Like you're going to have to yeah. beef up your security. You're going to need yes. to get a bigger fence, maybe with some barbed wire. Like yes. I've, you've seen soccer fans. Like soccer fans, to your point, can be crazy yes. when it comes to Messi. So I, I yes. just think with how expensive these tickets are going to be, I could see this being an issue. Of like, I'm sure that they're thinking of this. Like yeah. I can't be the only one thinking of this. I'm sure that that if I went to Drive Pink Stadium right now, I'm sure it's already been beefed up a little bit. I'm glad you brought that up because, and and I know David Beckham's a big fan of our podcast and listens all the time. Dave, you have to have beefed up security because it's going to be, I'm worried just walking up there with a ticket. I'm worried about, you know, being accosted uh, and, and I'm, I'm half serious. You know, it, it's the, not the, just security the, though. Like they need to literally beef up like the, the, this the establishment like it's just yes. like it's a very it looks like a high school like right soccer stadium almost yeah and and they better have hundreds of fort lauderdale cops out there i'm serious because security is going to be a real issue people are going to be scaling walls to get into that stadium for free to see messy uh, that's how that's how just crazy it's going to be Man, I'm i'm out of breath just talking about it i feel well, like you're I've so non-stop for 15 minutes well you're so excited I am excited. Yeah. See, I'm a soccer fan in a way you're not. Oh, shut up. I'm a soccer fan. No, no. I'm a soccer fan in a way you're not. You were a club goalie at FAU. I was a club. I've played the sport. I have coached the sport. You you told me my whole childhood that you played at FAU, and I thought you were on the actual team. It turns out you were a backup on the club team. You I, only I was played a backup one, goalie. And you only started one game, and you guys got your ass kicked. It's true. At the Florida Institute of Technology in Jensen Beach, which is a lovely two-hour ride in a terribly small uh, white van, I believe it was a Ford Econoline. But, <laughs> but, and, and I covered the strike as Ray Hudson will tell you. I covered the Fort Lauderdale Strikers back in the the mid late seventies. I mean, I've been a soccer fan before it was popular to be a soccer fan in America. Trust me. And so I think I am more excited and and have a little bit more context for what Messi means to American soccer and to this league and to this market than you might and and no discredit to you but you're but, also uh, one to bona fides. just but you're also one to just call everything this is fantastic where this is we are really excited down here what a time i call well i, I say that when it's true uh 5 years ago i don't think i'd be saying that cuz everybody stunk but um you look like Wayne Newton <laughs> my hair does get a little Puffy when I get out of the shower and blow dry it. Why are you blow drying your hair? I'm a Dad, blow dry man. As somebody whose hairline is receding and is looking in the mirror saying, what are we going to do about this? What hairstyle do we need to like? Move I'm blowing to? it, baby. You need to move to a different hairstyle. I need a, I, I think you need to go buzz cut like a one or a two around the whole head and just let your hairline be bad. You're going to see the top of your head a little bit more. 
but it's okay. just going to be like short hair everywhere else. Wherever you grow hair, it's just going to be short. Okay, my brother, the famous Uncle Dick. He looks good. Okay, he shaved his, I wouldn't call it a bald head, but it's very And he looks shaved. good. I'm telling you, Daddy, look, it okay. looks cleaner than you do right now. Okay, I think well, with I, your style and your outfits, with that look, like I think you could pull that off. I, I know I it's need scary. A, I think I need a haircut. That's why you're saying it, no, it doesn't look your good. Your normal right haircut is just like this, like you like still like you're you're styling it back like you have hair. You got to It's time to pivot, my man. I'm telling you. I say this with love. I'm not judging you. I am dealing with the same mortality, and I'm a lot younger than you, so it's sadder right. for me. Like you're at a time. That's what I mean. Your age, like no one gives a shit. Everyone expects you to lose your hair at this point. Okay. Like, just embrace a more stylish look. Okay, it looks like you're in the 70s with this like combed back, okay. blow-dried hair. Okay. Here's the point I want to make. And I never thought that our conversation about Lionel Messi would detour. It needed a detour. Crazily. I, I was hearing but, all the South, all our non-South Florida people that are, to, that are fans of the show. Like I was hearing them start to be like, all right, guys, enough with this. So yeah, I just, I mean, maybe maybe you did. Although everybody loves Messi, except people who don't. They're super like excited. Everyone's super <laughs> they are excited. Super excited. Listen, fact, Jack. The hard truth. I have a bad skull. No, you don't, Dad. I it's have not a bad, that bad skull. It's not that bad. I'm telling yeah. you. I would not be a guy who looked good bald. You don't know that. Well. Nor will will I ever find out. I'm looking at your head right now. It does. It's not that. I know we call you the point. I know that's a funny joke that I use often, but right. it's not that pointy. Your head. It it it, it looks like a normal head. I'm okay. looking at your head right now. It looks perfectly round. All right. Put it on the poll. Does Greg have a bad haircut and needs to uh, get a new style? I I mean, just like I and I'm I might too. I might need to too. I want to I want to be clear because everyone says I'm always just so mean to you. Right. This is not me like thinking I had like I am dealing with the same issue. I'm try I'm I'm constantly asking my wife, honey, do I need to go buzz cut here? Do I need to just come home? She says it's I still have enough up top to fake it. So until my like I literally once a month say to my wife, is it time? Like you need to tell me. I trust you. You you're the one I care. Your opinion matters. Right. When you think my hair stinks, you tell me, and we'll figure out what the next move is. Okay. I have to admit, I have never had that conversation with your mother. Maybe I should. You should. Maybe she's too afraid to tell me that I look like I just stepped out of that 70s show. Right. I have no idea. It's like you're going for the Pat Riley, and you don't have, like, you don't got enough there to, like, really pull off the Pat it's Riley. It's not slicked back like Pat Riley. Or maybe you got to go just slick back on top and go buzz on the side. Like, your hair's, like, long on the sides, too. It's just. Right. I do think it needs to be cut right now over my ears as we speak on a podcast where nobody can see what my hair looks like right now. Well, it might be on social. This might be a social clip, but it's also like. What you say to the haircut person, I can ju I just know is wrong because I th I think I know it. You're like take a little off the ears and trim in the back, right? Is like what Correct. you say. That's all I say. There's got to be some like a buzz on the side and then trim up top, maybe like more stylish, more tighter on the sides. I don't. No one likes puffy right. on the sides. Yeah. No, you're right. Puffy on the sides does not work. All right, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna redouble my my consideration. No, you're not. In in drastically changing my lifelong hairstyle. Yes. I'm going to consider that. No, I'm going to see what, what my wife says, your mother. And if she's for it, I'm going to consider doing it. Why did you want to have mom on the podcast this week? 
Like, Ma, like we did a whole episode on our cruise, recapping it, talking about it. And you're like, what do you think right. about having your mother come on for five minutes to talk about the cruise? What was mom going to well, say? Was, what was mom going to say on the cruise other than mocking how much money we lost in the casino? Probably mocking how much money we spent overall, but nobody wants to hear that. Um, no, I just I would be interested in her opinions and how honest she would get about. She would just uh, rip Uncle Dick the whole time. No, no, they, they, they do. They are at loggerheads sometimes. Your mother and and my brother, yeah. they're they're, you know, sometimes button heads, and Dick does things that uh, drive her a little crazy, and Look, blah blah. You're blah. talking about a man who's been a forever bachelor. And sometimes he doesn't like, he's like a man. Like, look, I don't listen sometimes. You don't listen sometimes. Sometimes you say something to Uncle Dick. And then an hour later, he asks the same question that you asked yeah, him an hour ago. Or 10 it's minutes just, later. It's, it's right. just, but it's it's almost funny, though. And mom seems to get a certain anger at it. That I know. Do they listen to this, either of them? Should we not be talking about this? Eh, we probably shouldn't be. Okay. Uh, I know your mother listens. And, and uh, Uncle Dick always says to me, uh, I haven't had a chance to listen to the podcast yet. And, and I always respond by saying, you know, a podcast is something you can listen to anytime you want. Not picture, at a certain time. I picture Uncle Dick listening to this podcast and yet not hearing this part of it. <laughs> yeah, probably not. He'll be like, I heard messy talk, so I turned it off. <laughs> that would be like him. <laughs> that That absolutely would be like him. I remember back in the big three era where the whole market is is thrilled and excited about the heat. We were so excited and, about the heat. Right, I was, and and my brother, I talked to him. Hey, Dick, the Heat, Big Three, LeBron James is here, and he's like, eh, I don't really follow the NBA. In but other that, words, that's honestly a good example. That was genuine. Like that is a place you could walk, could not walk into a gas station, a store, a restaurant without somebody, some table talking about the Big Three. Right, that's an example of around this time when the season wasn't even happening, even though the soccer season is happening. Right. People were super excited about it. Like that, yeah. like that's that's an example of me of when we were genuinely excited. Please let's not get right. back into this debate though. No, let's we stay. won't. Except except to say that that's a difference in America between basketball and soccer, which is not as big as basketball yet. Right. Um I want to mention a couple of things, just post vacation thoughts real quick. Uh one thing I heard on the cruise ship several times, maybe a handful of times, overheard other people saying and it started to drive me a little bit crazy. People on vacation complain way too much that someplace they're go they've gone is quote too touristy you know what that is a you're thing. the tourist yeah if it's too touristy you're the problem right Quit complaining that a place you chose to go as a tourist right is too touristy a I, tourist, I don't get that tourist <laughs> that is a great point by you a tourist being at a <laughs> in a location and looking around and saying why are there so many tourists here right. is really funny <laughs> it, 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 and and the great Uncle Dick actually said that when we were on our first stop, uh, not, not in, in uh, Seattle, but our first stop in Sitka, in Sitka Canada. He actually Alaska. said that because there were so many. You said Canada. Okay. He, he actually said that of Sitka, um, Alaska, because there were so many gift shops. I'm like, you're a tourist. Buy a gift. Well, you know, that's what are you that, doing? That's a, he's talking about the port, like the place at the port. Like if you go away from that, like our tour was there. So that's where we had to meet up. Right. So like the one spot he saw was the tour. Yeah, of course. Right when you get off the ship, they're going to have some shops like that's right. every cruise port ever. I also want to 
Oh, That's a hard. great point by you, though. I love that. Yeah, no, it's a valid point. Too touristy. Certain... It's like, you're the tourist. Right. You're yeah, here. What are you talking about? Right. So you should leave. So it's leave. Crazy. <laughs> it's one step from saying, don't you hate all the tourists around here? Yeah. You know, when you're looking in the mirror. It's like being a at a tourist. baseball game and being like, can you, why are all these baseball fans here? Yeah, no, it's just, it's so illogical. And here's another thing that's it's illogical. It's like you Kick. playing roulette. Hit, miss it, hitting a number, betting a bunch of numbers, and then being like, "Who bets that number?" Well, I do say that. God, there's nothing worse than than a drunk Greg Cody <laughs> having of the 36 numbers, having 20 numbers covered, and then one of the numbers he doesn't have covered gets the ball lands on it, and he goes, "Who bets 18?" Oh, I hate it. Yeah, 36. I mean, there's just 32. You there's bet just 33. Oh, Anyone I love who 33. bets 33 can't be critical of other numbers. No, I love 33. It's dear to my heart. Um, I bet it all the time. Usually I put three chips on 33, looking for a big score. I always play 13. I always play 20. Uh, yeah, we all have $3 our numbers. On a $3, big score. Yeah, and in meantime, I spend most of my time three deep waiting for uh, you know Mrs. McGillicuddy from Iowa to leave the table so I can sit down. She's nursing, uh, you know, she's playing minimum bets, nursing $30 of chips worth of chips for an hour and a half because she's not betting as she's betting safe. She's betting the 50, 50 bets. So she's, she's wheezing. She's staying in the game. I can't have a seat here. Dear. You got me started now. Hey, ship casinos, build more roulette tables, lose half of the slot machines, Lose that arcade game where you use a claw to try to grab money. Lose that one poker table that's always empty and add roulette tables so I can get a gall darn seat without waiting an hour and a half. You mean like the Texas Hold'em tables? Yes. Because like the, 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 there was like a table of actual Texas Hold'em being played that was filled the whole time. You mean like the blackjack style poker? Yeah, like yeah. Three I card I poker, poker. Yeah, I didn't look at it that closely, but there's certain poker uh blackjack type tables that are not being used right and the three roulette tables correct me if i'm wrong the three roulette tables including that one guy we always saw there playing number 29 with the la dodgers cap um the three roulette tables are always packed yes as, as much as the craps table but there's only one craps table there's three roulette tables right well it's like the common folk likes to play roulette like it's just like in a fun easy game so i'm with you they need more yeah that i mean it's it's tough for that for a cruise right because you want to have all the options for people and right. some cruises roulette's a little probably more popular on some it's probably perfect you know what i mean so it's yeah it, it's hard maybe like they probably could do something where they have an extra roulette table back there and if they see the first night that the roulette table is mobbed then they do a little rearranging in the closed hours mm. and all of a sudden there's another roulette table like Okay, I, I feel like they that. could do something like that if right if they see that one game is like insanely yeah. busy. Yeah, yeah, because because we you and I together spent a lot, of, and you know it's a all you can drink package. So I'm not complaining. I'm just having another cocktail. But we spent way a lot of time waiting to sit down at a roulette table. But that's part of the that's part of the journey of it for me. Like to your point, you got a drink in your hand. You're waiting for your spot. Right, like you huff and puff. I actually made fun of you on the Levitard show last week. Like I mentioned, yeah. like as Dan was kind of like teasing your appearance next week. Right. It was just like, I can't wait to hear stories from the cruise. And I, and I gave you credit that other than the first night, you kept it together with the drink package. But I did right. make fun of how you were huffing and puffing all the time about squatters. Yes. 
how when you're wrong. on the, when you're on the table, you can stay there for an hour and a half straight without moving. But when other people do it, you're just hemming and hawing. That's correct. Because I'm not I'm not placing minimum bets. I'm actually betting fifteen twenty bucks a hand. And most people spin. are. So are most people. Like what are not you not the about? not the squatters. The the squatters are putting down five chips. No, Dad, on you're red way or black. Off. Dad, I I as as somebody who bet on like the bigger side of things. Right. You're you're like bottom lower. Like you're not the bottom person, but you are you're not spending like a big amount there. Like Hey, that kind of thing. There are way more people spending big money that are playing five dollar chips all around the table. Like those yeah. pe- like you know what I mean? Like your little fourteen dollars worth of singles chips is not like, you know you, I play more than fourteen. I, I play I, I probably play eighteen, twenty bucks a spin. Right. You know. Exactly. Yeah. So that's that's fine. That's good enough. I was playing uh, like twenty five bucks on fourteen. Well, you're Mister Five Dollar Chip. Excuse me. You know, I'm down here. Uh, Dad, we're we're risking the same amount of money. I just am like going for it. So like I I bust quicker than you do. Hell yeah. Like you know what I mean? Like my money goes right. quicker, but we're not like it's not like I'm spending thousands of dollars. Right. I want to say one other thing in, in the rant category, and we alluded to it very briefly in last week's episode. Okay, karaoke is big on cruise ships, and uh, Frank Sinatra's "My Way," the song everybody knows, is is an intensely popular selection. Somebody's always singing it. It's overrated okay? as a karaoke song. All right, li- listen here, and I'm speaking to the karaoke world at large. If you're under the age of forty, you should never ever sing that song, let alone out in public. Read the room. Better yet, read the lyrics. I don't want to hear a 25-year-old kid cruising on dad's dime, crooning regrets. <laughs> I've had a few because you haven't had a few regrets. You're not old enough to have had yeah. regrets. We don't want Shut the old up already. We don't want somebody old... my somebody my age should be singing my way. No, but we don't want the old guy singing it either. Honestly. Oh, yeah, we do. No, like, I don't want anyone. From, it comes from experience. I don't want anyone singing my way. But regrets. <laughs> I've had a few. And when you hear me sing it, you know, you know what? That looks like a guy who has had a few regrets. I'll tell you that. But not but too few to mention then again. Anyway, I'm out of breath again. Let's, um, go, let's go to break. Okay. Guys, let me talk to you about Sheets and Giggles. Dad, it's Mattress Week. Uh, we've been talking to you for weeks now about their new mattress, brand new. <laughs> I, I sleep on one every night, guys. I'm telling you, this heat-resistant natural latex, there's no foam, okay? When we talk about heat, we talk about that warm feeling in a bed sometimes. You know, you go to the bathroom in the middle of the night, you come back, your bed's all still warm. It's weird. That's the foam. Foam is what makes it hot. There's no foam in these Sheets and Giggles mattresses. They're wrapped in breathable, cool-to-touch, eucalyptus Lyle cell fabric. Hello. It's just a beautiful mattress. You could sleep on it with no sheets, honestly. It's that comfortable. But you want to put some Sheets and Giggles sheets on it. Buy it for you. You can get up to $400 off your mattress with the code CRUISE. We're changing the code. No more nice hat. SheetsGiggles.com slash Greg. Promo code CRUISE. C-R-U-I-S-E. You got to go do this, guys. Right now, change your life. Make your wife happy. I know you listen to all these podcasts. Maybe right now you're in your car with a spouse, a boyfriend, a girlfriend, a husband, or wife that doesn't really care about this show, but they're listening to this ad. Hey, you want to sleep better? Tell your spouse or your person 
to go to sheetsgiggles.com slash Greg, promo code cruise for 20% off the entire site or up to $400 off a new mattress. Please go do it because it's insanely comfortable. Yeah, I can't add to that except to say that their mattress is so good that it's spelled M-A-T-T-R-E-S-T, Matt Rest, because it's so good. What? I'm going to suggest <laughs> to Sheets and Giggles that they start making bedding for horses because my, my racehorse calmly is penciled in the August Hold 6th. Hold on. Wait. Yeah. I don't know what you just said there. My mo- By the way, my morning man status has even increased with this Sheets and Giggles mattress because my wife wakes up and she's so cool, ready to get hot. Is she? Okay. I mean, come on. We talk, okay. We're we more a couple morning men over here. Well, we are. And, and that reminds me, uh, on next week's podcast, we have a global worldwide exclusive premiere of a song that may mm-hmm. have something to do with that. Oh, man. A morning Baby. man. Okay. Well, you know what I'm saying? You tell me Yeti's been in the lab? I think he's been in the lab. I think uh, there's something uh, in, in the, the vein of Morning Man. In the sex lab. D- damn right he has. Baby. <laughs> Baby. <laughs> oh, next week, exclusively on the Greg Cody Show podcast. I can't tell you anything in my life I want less right now than a calmly update. Well, Listen. The reason I asked if if Sheets and Giggles can start making bedding for horses is that Calmly needs all the rest she can get. My three-year-old filly, uh, who who won a big race in, in May, and now she's penciled in the August 6th uh, German Oaks in Dusseldorf, which is another big uh, European race. Uh, we run her on, on soft turf, so we're looking for some rain <laughs> Why do you uh, say the day stop before saying August we. 6th. Like, I know you're a part owner, but it's just annoying, like, this, like, arrogance you talk with now. No, no, horse here, here, and, not... and this in this horse. Just, like, right. we, we run her on a, uh, like, just say she runs on. Okay. Like, you don't no, need to no. say we. we. We run her. Hang on just a second. Where'd you go? No, no, I'm, I'm, I went to get something because I want to tell you, as as a, an owner of Calmly, this is the kind of perk you get. Um, Team Valor International, my syndicate, just sent me this beautiful... Wow plaque of calmly because wow. she won that big race and for, this folks, is calmly uh right here folks for a mere 80 bucks a month you can get a bed bath and beyond quality f- picture frame with just a printout on it right actually uh i bought the frame myself for 5.99 oh, okay from bed target, bath. but they okay, did target, they yeah. did send me the piece of paper that i framed to make it look better there than it, it is. is so they don't even send you the frame wow that That's is even right. sadder Right. But they do send it's you know, it's a thought that counts. I'm a proud owner. But anyway, um August sixth, mark that down. We may have a, a road Nobody, trip to Dusseldorf the, to see her run live. For how many listeners we have, it's hilarious to me the visual of how few people are actually marking that down. August sixth in <laughs> Dusseldorf, <laughs> Germany. When I tell you there's probably three people of our countless tens of thousands of people that listen to this podcast, three of them have just marked down somewhere that calmly runs on August 6th. Okay, mark this down because it's in the works. It's not official yet. We're all going to we're going to have a podcast fan event in Dusseldorf, Germany on August 6th. We're all going to be meeting at 8 a.m. local time at Schnitzi's Beer Garden, which is on the corner of. Uh, oh, shut of, up. 
Okay, well, you know what? I should shut up because it's not official yet. Do you think the name Mark or the word Mark was first a name and then a word like where you mark something down? Or was it the word Mark marking something down and then it became a name? I think it's been a name a long time. Like it's I, also probably, years. It's also probably been a word a long time. Yeah, that's a good uh, a good point. Look that, research that and report to me on the genesis of uh, of the word mark, the word mark versus the name mark. Uh, and don't get me started on M-A-R-C. Come on, M-A-R-C's, you know, you, you got to go, you got to go with a K there. We can't have a bunch of marks with C's running around. It's just not right. If any of you listening are marks with C's, I apologize, but I feel pretty strongly about this. Like Greg with two G's, you know, this like John without the H. I mean, you just, there should be uniformity in in given names and there shouldn't be a lot of different misspellings alice with a y i just cannot have it it can't happen it can't work like that in uh, in in nameology and i know that's a controversial opinion of mine but uh you know you're not you could be k-r-i-s are you yeah. no yeah but with Graceland, most people spell it with a y and we spell it with an i well, the I is the way to go there. And, uh, you're and, just saying that because, like, but it is, it's it's against what you're ranting at. Like, the typical, you like the traditional spellings of names. Right. And I know Graceland is kind of a new, recent hybrid name. Yes, it's a new name, newish. But the, but the more common is with the Y. Like, we have, we zagged. Okay. I think, well, her name is one word, though. It's not Grace Lynn. Right. In, in which case it would be L-Y. It's Graceland. So I... I I, <laughs> I, love every, I love everything my family does. I substantiate the spelling <laughs> of my granddaughter's name. I do. <laughs> wow, thank you. You know what else I substantiate? Dad jokes. Here we go. That's what I substantiate. And let's get right at them because they're coming at you. Rat-a-tat-tat. Actually, there's three of them, so it's rat-a-tat. Why <laughs> couldn't anyone call the zoo? I don't know. The phone lions were all busy. That's terrible. What do you call an elephant's handwriting? Trung. Dead air. Shrum. I don't know. Elephant. Wow. That's pretty good. This is bad. No, elephant is good. No, these are bad. What do you call it when a cow and a chicken are angry at each other? I don't know. Roost beef. It just occurred to me that was an all-animal dad joke special. It's cause when you're, animals. That's because when you're scrolling on your stupid little long list of 500 dad jokes, you got to the animal portion and you picked three no, of them. That's wrong. These are these are hand curated. Speaking of hand curated, it's time for Three Facts Jack. There are three things that interest him, so sit right back for Three Facts Jack. Cue the sound. I did. Okay. Number three. The original Marlboro Man in the TV commercials, a real-life Colorado rancher named Bob Norris, never in his life actually smoked cigarettes. He pitched the cigarettes for 12 years until guilt overtook him when one day his 12-year-old son asked why he was promoting a product he was forbidden to try. I wasn't listening there because I stood up to try to fart into the microphone while you were doing that, but it was a silent fart. Okay, that's fine. Uh, I reported exclusively that the original Marble Mar Marble the original Marlboro Man on TV was a fraud. 
Number two, the subject of perhaps the most famous painting in the world, Da Vinci's Mona Lisa, was an actual person, though the artist denied that for decades. Mona in Italian is short for Madonna, and Lisa was Lisa del Giocondo, the wife of a Florentine merchant. The painting's original title was, in fact, A Certain Florentine Lady. The original is, like, very underwhelming, right? It's, like, small, right? It's incredibly small. Your mother and I uh, saw it in the Louvre in, in Paris a few years ago. Yeah, it's 30 by 21. Yeah, and it inches, draws the... Inches. Yeah, and you can't even get close to it. Um, so there's... And, and it draws the, the biggest crowds. So it's like a roulette table on a cruise ship. People are, like, 12 deep trying to, from a distance, get a good view of this tiny little... Uh, they don't do, uh, like, a walk. Like, they should have it, like, roped where it's, like, you walk and you, like, never stop, kind of. like. And yes, it's just, they like, should. Th that would make a lot of sense. I'm going to write to the Louvre and uh, tell them they should do that. And Three Vax Jack now comes to number one. I loved this. Charles G. Dawes, U.S. Vice President under Calvin Coolidge in the 1920s, to this day remains the only president or vice president to have written a hit song. He was a pianist and flautist who wrote an instrumental he named Melody in A Major. In 1951, the year after he died, a songwriter named Carl Sigmund added lyrics and renamed the song It's All in the Game, which seven years later hit number one with a doo-wop version by Tommy Edwards, who became the first black artist to reach the top of the Billboard 100. And most of most of you may or may not know that song. I know it well. Many a tear has to fall, but it's all in the game. Thank you, Vice President Charles <laughs> Dawes. Uh, we got to really how ask people. That? We got to ask people how they feel about these. I think these benchmarks that we do every week. Okay. Because you love them. I love them. You love the crutch that they provide. But I'm not sure that they're great so well, like, I, I, like, I, I could be wrong though like i know i'm an asshole sometimes and right. like you're my dad so things that you do sometimes with me don't right. sit well where i'm sure maybe people were like oh i'm so glad that i learned about the marlboro man and this yeah. this mona lisa pic picture right and and charles dawes a u.s vice president from the 1920s so, writing a number one hit song we'll do we'll do that thing i like yeti doing the thing where he like puts out the polls and things that we talk about where he like after an episode's release, he'll go on Twitter and, or Threads maybe now, and you know put the polls out. We got to put a poll. Do you like Three Facts Jack? And then do you like dad jokes? Yeah. Just, I just would be curious. I bet it's pretty split. I bet some people do, but I bet that there's some okay. people that don't. Well, uh, what I would consider doing is is making it one dad joke a week instead of three. Wow, you'd consider but that, I do, huh? I do not only love Three Facts Jack, but I also want to triumphantly bring back Mount Gregmore more okay. often than I do. Why don't we do 10 facts, Jack? Nah, three facts, Jack, is perfect. Three is, has always been a round number for me. Other people are enamored of five. I'm enamored of three. What are your top two, five favorite numbers? Two, two and four are awful. What are your top three five is great. favorite numbers? Well, three, three is probably number one. No, no, okay, go five. What's number five? Oh, wow, top five. Okay, number five is 33. So now we're just Num doing roulette numbers. Okay, number, two, number four. No, number four is nine. 
<laughs> and you make fun of other people's numbers. Number three. And, <laughs> 33 and nine. Number three is 14. Wow. That's, now you're just because it's my roulette number. It's one of your favorite numbers. No. That, number 14 was Greg Cody's first uniform number in Me Little too. League Baseball. That's why I like it. For Adler's Drugs in Hollywood, <laughs> Florida. Cody Slam Paces Drugs. Number two is number three. <laughs> <laughs> Why number three? Oh. Yeah. And number one is number 10. Why number 10? Because messy. And we're so excited about that. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> now, 10 was two until last week, but it vaulted to one because of Lionel Messi. 10 was two? Yeah. It was number two? I think, or who did I have? Or number two was 10? Is number two 10? Who did I, what did I have? Was 14 four? (laughs) (laughs) Who's on first? 14 three. (laughs) 33 was five. Five. (laughs) And 14 was, uh, four was nine because nine was my (laughs) mother's. Nine was four. Well, four was nine, I thought. (laughs) Nine, it was four. Okay. Nine was four because nine was my my mother's uh, birthday, April 9th. And it's not anymore. Well, <laughs> it, it will always be her birthday, but she's not getting any older. Let's put it that way. What is she getting? <laughs> she's uh, mellowing in the memory. She's uh, growing in the mind as the best mom ever, uh-huh. other than your own mother. Who won? Um, and, who won? And my wife. Of course. Right. <laughs> yes. Right. We got to. Yeah, you're right. We gotta, yeah. And then and then you're. Uh, who is the best mom of all time? You answer this. Go ahead. Um, my wife, followed by your wife. <laughs> wow, you're just saying that because your mom's dead. If, followed if by my late great mother. If your mom was still here, you'd be, <laughs> you'd have Christy third. Admit it. Uh, it could be. Does Christy listen to the podcast? No. Okay, then I'd have her third. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because my mother was a great mother. Fantastic. Yeah, she really was. No uh, one could worry. Home, no one could home mother who who never uh, drove. My, uh, that's true. You know, one of my earliest memories of my mother is, and and I'm being serious here. One of my earliest memories of my mother was we were sent home early from elementary school because John F. Kennedy had been assassinated, and my mother was weeping in the living room watching TV when I got home. Wow. And I'll never forget that. That would have been 1963. So I would have been, I nine. I had just turned nine. And uh, my mother, who would have probably been her, in her 40s then, uh, I, I'll never forget uh, She was reaction. emotional. She always was like yeah. an emotional person. Oh, she, yeah, very much so. Yeah. Kind of like her, uh, kind of like her son, Greg. I'm emotional. Like you're, I, I imagine Uncle Dick hasn't cried. I mean, maybe he cried like when Nan and Pop passed away. But I, like, I, Uncle Dick is not as emotional as you, correct? Oh, um, yeah, I, I totally agree. And he's not particularly stoic, but I am, I'm much more emotional than people know. And and let me give you an example from the cruise. And and I've never, I, I never mentioned this when it happened. But you know, when we went on that whale watching thing. And there was there was the one time I didn't get a great photo of it, but it happened and I saw it. There was the one time that we, uh, a humpback whale actually did a good breach for us. You remember? Yeah. Where the whale was like literally most of its body was the out baby. of the water. It was the baby, right, doing it? It was a yeah, smaller but it, whale. But right, yeah, but, but it was but, still pretty big. And I I got emotional watching that. Like 
instantly, um, I didn't tear up, but I felt the emotion welling in my eyes yeah. when I saw that. that whole thing I can't was, even explain why. There were many times on that trip in those moments when it was emotional for me, just because of how gorgeous the view was. It was just kind of one of those moments of like, this is it. This is like, this is why yeah. we came here. This is awesome. Like, I want this right. to not be over. You know what I mean? Like, and, and I was with Graceland when the big whale came at it. Like, we probably, Graceland and I were 10 feet, the closest on the boat to like the, the closest thing where it was like, I don't know if you guys even saw it because our seats were in the inside in the front left, but this was right. like back right. And it was like a big whale coming up with his big mouth open, like, like, 10 feet from the boat like it was the coolest like oh, wow. the la- it was the one where the ladies like if anyone got a video of that please send it to me we like oh, to share cool. all of our and graceland and i were right there for it and that oh, moment wow. after that because like the people next to us were super excited and everyone was like oh my god that's why we like and graceland was like oh my god and like it right. was like <laughs> i it was definitely a little bit emotional of just like wow that was really cool yeah, I, I think wildlife brings that out in, in a lot of people, including me. Seeing those deer, four full-grown deer yeah. in, in downtown Victoria, British Columbia, uh, near the near the waterfront, uh, a tourist area, a lot of traffic. What were all those all tourists sudden, doing there, by the way? Yeah, it's very touristy, uh, Victoria, <laughs> I thought. but and, and the deers say so, too, you know, yeah. when they're talking amongst themselves. They can actually they complain. say that. They can they say can. that. <laughs> they can't unless some it'd of the like deers if, may be, have been tourists. It'd be like if the deers were like, "What are all these deer doing around here?" <laughs> right. <laughs> it used to be just a two deer town. No, ev- they're everywhere. Oh, deer. but imagine in, you're in the middle of a big city, a crowded big city, and there's four full-grown deer just sauntering, not the least in a hurry, just walking right through a parking lot. And we're not it talking about Giannis. No, we're not talking about Giannis Antetokounmpo. We're talking about actual deer. Um, and two of them had antlers, the the beautiful velvet antlers. You know, the antlers covered with the beautiful velvet. It was really gorgeous. And that made me a little emotional, seeing deer, mainly because they were totally unexpected. I would have ex- I, I, I would have been less surprised to see a bear walking uh, in Victoria than, than to see four deers. I'm, I'm, deer. glad, I'm glad we saw a deer instead of a bear. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we didn't see a bear. I, I, I had an eagle eye out for bears when we were in that gondola. I was looking down for bears. I never saw a single bear on this trip. Still have nightmares about that gondola. Oh, yeah, it was a little scary. It was a little higher than I thought it would be. And had the gondola fallen, uh, it w- our fall would not have been buffeted by a forest of trees. We would have fallen right on a hard pathway and had very, very little chance of survival. <laughs> So <laughs> on that note, thank God the gondola did not crash. We're happy to be back on dry land. Happy to be back with you. Thank uh, God. Hey, how about family. also, how about airplane brakes? Can we put it up for airline brakes? Okay. It's always terrifying when you land on an airplane and it's just like, all right, I hope these brakes work. Yeah, that's, that's a fact. <laughs> it's that's like, a fact because the, the like runway weird, would it, never be long enough. It's always a weird feeling of, all right, we've landed. We're good. But then there's like that. 30 seconds of like i'm go we're going 500 miles an hour on this runway right now right like we really need to slow down or else this isn't gonna end well (laughs) but the brakes all work man i wonder if the uh if the pilot is actually like jamming his foot down on a brake like is it really like an aggressive like or is it just like they push a button and it breaks 
It's probably Every, it's probably the button. I need there needs to be like a big thing of hay, like a big hay, like maybe like a big cushioned area where a pl- yeah. like all the planes can just end at if the brakes give out. I like it. They should have that, uh, like a like a rubber bumper that yeah. uh, that moves a little bit or, or something. A huge or, net, although I like a I like a netting, sack of hay better. A huge netting that like has some leeway, so it like enters the netting and then the netting stops it. Yes, correct. Anyway. Or another thing would be. Um, a parachute on the back. Yeah. L- like like the funny cars, the race cars have. Yeah. You know, that's something else that I would enjoy. And, and we're going to have that done. We're going to have uh, Jet Airliner parachutes in the Greg Cody Show merch store by next week with the logo on the back. So look for that. Hey, Pod family, uh, love that you're with us every week. Thank you very much. Really appreciate your support. And, uh, and we'll see you next week when we debut the brand new but uh, partially unnamed because it's still a surprise song by Yeti. Join <laughs> us then. That kind of thing. That kind of thing. That kind of many ta- a tear I'm has ta- to fall. What? I thought we were doing but it. That kind of, what? In the game. I'm talking about that kind of thing. thing. That kind of thing.